Good morning, everybody. How are you? This is uh, my Christian walk, my newest segment edition. Well, 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 it's early in California. I'm working on my golf game lately. God, that is one of the most, it's been one of the most um, strongest commitments I've had in my life. I just realized that golf has been something that I have been um, committed to and have never quit on. That is either very sad or it's kind of cool. I don't know. But listen, good morning. I hope you're doing well in your life. If you're listening to this, uh, thank you. I would uh, appreciate it if you are uh, liking this podcast. And it's not a, you know, big production podcast, obviously, which is one of the reasons I like it, y'all. It is Spotify podcasting used to be Anchor, and it's a vehicle for me to talk about my Christian faith. Now, let me just start by saying a very strong statement. If you are not a Christian, you could be going to hell. As a matter of fact, some Christians would say you are going to hell. Um, Now, as harsh as that may or may not sound, let me start this podcast off by saying by giving an explanation for why I make that statement. If you're not a Christian, you're going to hell. Listen, as I've come to know, I think, the truth of the gospel message and the human condition, we were born in a state of sin. I was going to say eternal sin, but I would say that once we die, uh, our body, our soul takes on a whole different manifestation. So whether you're in hell, which I would say it's safe to say that uh, there's a lot of sinners in hell, Uh, but there's a lot of sinners in heaven. And the difference is that Jesus Christ came in bodily form onto earth thousands of years ago and willfully gave his life up so that you will be forgiven a perpetual state of forgiveness for your sinful behavior. In other words, if I believe in Jesus, and I do, um, if I accept Jesus, and I have, then my sins, past, present, and future, are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I think that's a very widely accepted view based on scripture, and you can hear that kind of rationale expressed by various great men of the Christian faith talking about salvation. Now, what makes Christianity so difficult for some is that we have an enemy. You know, I was just listening recently to the book of Revelation by David Suchet, who's a great actor, a Christian man actor, believer. And um, he you know, I'm just in love with David Suchet. Not in that way, but uh, just brilliant, brilliant voice. And, and, and in Revelation, it talks a lot about the end times. It talks a lot about Satan. It talks a lot about the beast and the trials and tribulations that we're all going to have uh, up through the last days, including the last days and the time after that. Now, listen, I am not a theological scholar. I don't understand the tribulation per se intricately, but I do know, I do know that based on my faith and what I have come to understand is we will have a day of reckoning where we will come before God 
and we will be in one of two camps. We'll be, we will be in the camp of forgiven or we'll, we will be in the camp of accountability. Now, what puts you in the camp of accountability? That's, by the way, I'm not saying that, you know, just because we're Christians and believe in Jesus Christ that we can do whatever the hell we want and there's no repercussions. I'm not saying that. That doesn't even make sense. However, if you look at what Paul says in Romans, um, great book, where he talks about the sin condition. He talks about the things I do not want to do, I do. The things I do, I do not want to do. Oh, wretched creature that I am, who will save me? Jesus will. Jesus will save you. You know why, y'all? Because we're going to sin anyways. If we're in a perpetual state of sin in our natural spiritual inclination is to do what best serves us, our flesh, then what is the answer for that strong compulsion? Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is. So in other words, when we go through life and we just do what we want for ourselves and our own pleasure and we erase God out of it, you are erasing what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You see, it was a free gift, but it cost him his life. Now, if you, forgive it, forgive this if it sounds blasphemous, let's say you're Jesus. You're God. You come down. You perform miracles. You try to help people. You have the greatest possible uh, love for mankind, and you lay your life. You get brutally, brutally massacred and put on that cross, and you die for mankind. And somebody says, yeah, you know what, though? I don't like that. You know, all roads lead to heaven. Truth is not just Christianity. And you start finding out all these excuses for why Christianity isn't real. Well, gee, I hate this. Jesus was just another one of those great teachers. Bullshit. Sorry, I'm saying it. Bullshit. Jesus was not just a great teacher. You know, that funky cult new age mentality likes to put Jesus in an incorrect classification as just another great teacher. No, no. Look, you're not going to blaspheme flipping Jesus that way. Jesus was not just a teacher. Jesus was, is the alpha and the omega. Okay. He's part of the Trinity the Holy Trinity. He is God, but he's also the son of God, but he was also man. What? Yeah, it's true. That's the beauty of the gospel, yo. So I was talking to my cousin, who I love. I'm not going to say his name. He used to be a believer. Man, something happened to that bra. Something happened to that bro, I should say. But he doesn't believe. He's, he's almost downright, you know, just iron-clad opposing to even the existence of God. Now, I'm going to say this right now. And if he's listening, he can even hit me up. I don't give a crap. <clears throat> I would never do that. I would never turn my back on God. And it's not because I just think I get a pass. It's because I know God is real. You know why I know God is real? Because I know evil is real. I know sin is Israel. If there's one thing I know about people and about myself, y'all, is that I am a sinner and I need a savior to get through this life. Now, I'm very hard on myself. 
I don't know what the hell's going to happen to me when I die. I hope to God that what I believe is true, because I believe it's true, that I'll go to heaven. Not because I deserve it. I do not deserve it. Nobody deserves it. I deserve hell. I deserve hell. Okay? So, today's segment has to do with both. Well, let me say this again before I go on. Let me just add to this. My cousin has turned his back on God. And we were having a conversation the other day. And, excuse me, I'm stirring my coffee. And I said that prayer is a form of worship. And he questioned that. I said, well, you don't, you don't believe that? You don't accept it? No? Okay. I said, um, you don't believe in God, right? No. You don't believe that prayer is real. In other words, you don't believe in prayer. No. And I said, okay, so you think that God sees you and me in the same way. And he paused for a moment. And here's what I meant by that. I'm not saying I'm better than him. I'm saying that I am acknowledging God for who he is by the mere fact that I pray to him. I am acknowledging him as the Lord and Savior because I pray to him. I'm giving him mad respect because I appeal to him multiple times a day because he's God. Now, do you think, people listening to this, my cousin who does not pray anymore, who does not believe in God, and I think if I had him listening to this or he was participating in a debate, and I asked him the question, do you think Christians are only Christians because they believe it to be real? In other words, there's no validity to what we believe in. It's just the fact that if you believe in something, well, then it makes it real. He would probably say yes, and I would say that's ridiculous. Okay? It's understandable. And it's ridiculous for this reason. Christianity is truthful. Christ did exist. The people who were inspired to write the accounts of the Old and New Testament were real. You know, I have a brother, he's an idiot. I love him, but he's an idiot. At least he's an idiot in this way. He says, oh, it's all fiction. I'm really, really? So you think, this is how flipping stupid people, and it's the devil, y'all. The devil blinds you and blinds whoever he can deter from the truth because guess what? He's the enemy. He's the adversary. He's the adversary we have. Not just Christians. And all that bad shit you see happening around the world is the fault of us succumbing to our flesh because that's where the devil gets you. That's where he gets me. That's where he tried to get Jesus. He told Jesus, I will give you all of this if you bow and worship me. Okay? So, my cousin, my brother, it's very convenient to say stupid shit like that because it's the devil. The devil is the king of disbelief. How do you think Adam and Eve got duped in the garden? Oh, God didn't really mean that. You know, he just doesn't want you to be like him. So if you eat of that tree 
of good and evil? Ah, no big deal. No big deal. Oh, really? Well, it just caused the whole fall of mankind. And guess what? It would have happened anyways because God gives us free will, yo. All right. So I was going to get to, uh, I'll do this for my next segment. I watched a great documentary the other day. And I even reached out to this person. And he's a very, very famous celebrity. And I'm not going to say his name because he may contact me. I don't know. I got moved by the spirit to send out a message to him because basically in his life, and I can tell he's a good person. I could tell he needs God. And the whole documentary was kind of bizarre because it was about him like coming to terms, excuse me, coming to terms, I just burped, coming to terms with his evil propensity. And the whole documentary was about how, you know, he's just fucked up his life. And guess what? The guy has a lot of money. And Satan used that to just shred him, shred him. Actually making all that money actually made his life worse, worse. And he could see the brokenness in this man. And he's still very young. You can see the brokenness in him because of all the pain he's caused. And you see a man that just lived a life of full self-indulgence into his fleshly desires. He's a broken man. And he's trying to do it on his own. And I sent him a text and I cited scripture and I said, yo, call me, bro. I won't say anything. I don't give a shit about your money. I didn't tell him that specifically. I don't. I don't give a fuck about his money. And I say this as a Christian. You know why I say these words, y'all, before I go today? Because I'm real. I'm real. Sometimes using the word fuck and shit. I honestly don't think God cares that much. Even though scripturally there's mention about language because it's not coming from a place of hatred. It's coming from a place of care, concern, and love. Even for a celebrity who will probably never contact me, but I hope you read what I put. Because I said, brother, you are loved. Jesus Christ loves you. And you're not going to do this by yourself, bro. I don't care if you go to the best therapist in L.A., it's not going to happen. Only way you're going to come to peace about yourself is through Jesus Christ. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Well, it's still Thursday. I'll be on tomorrow. I'll talk a little bit more about this documentary that I saw. You'll probably be able to figure it out, but I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not a creeper. I'm not like a stalker. I just was really moved by the brokenness of this man. And, uh, you know, it was like about two, three hours investment of my time to learn about him in a documentary. I already knew about him, but. Anyways, you guys take care. Peace.